welcome to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Lee Hodgins. If you'd like to explore creativity, hear about other creators, or get more inspiring stories to empower you, Your Creative Chord Podcast is the place to be. Please join me at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. My guest today is transformation success coach Tiffany Town. After a long career in the financial and accounting industry, Tiffany was constantly seeking her life's purpose with a focus on how to help others. She's followed many paths from network marketing, career coaching, and even the medical field. She gravitated back to the recurring theme of coaching, mentoring, and inspiring other women, specifically with removing emotional and mindset blocks so women could create the life desired. Tiffany's story is an inspiration itself and in my mind establishes her credential for turning her personal struggles into an altruistic mission. She uses her life experiences of being an adult child of an addict alcoholic, overcoming abusive relationships, surviving financial hardships and bankruptcy, divorce, infertility, and having the courage to launch her business. All of this as a foundation of her coaching practice. She's done her share of working things out internally with her life coach. She's gotten, quote, serious about stepping into my own power and serving my purpose, end quote. Tiffany said she finally listened to the calling to become a coach, quote, after a huge brick from the universe was thrown at me, end quote, and she dove into becoming a transformation success coach. Tiffany achieved life coach certification to solidify her commitment to herself and has opened her practice as a transformation success coach. Welcome to your Creative Chord podcast, Tiffany Town. Thank you so much, Jenny. I'm so excited to be here and be able to share what I do with everyone in hopes to inspire everyone that's listening. I know that you include in your role model list, Rachel Hollis, Mel Robbins, and Vanessa Simpkins. What is it you look for in a role model that you find in those women? I, first of all, look for their purpose and and try to find something that I can align myself with. Um, their beliefs, their mindset, uh, their, their goals, um, all are right along the same walk of, of my path. And so I've really identified with them. Also, they are three of the most um, true versions of, of people that I know in this profession thus far, as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, being, um, mentors and coaches and speakers, they just have, they just wear it on their cuff and say it like it is. And it's so inspiring to me because I have spent my entire life being the quiet, good girl. So I've always wanted to find that courage and passion and through them, I have done so. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really relate. I actually just learned about Mel Robbins from you because you mentioned her as a mentor. So I started reading and listen. I actually listened to books on Audible and I just finished her Work It Out book and just did a book review on it. It's coming out Sunday. And I'm now hooked on Mel Robbins. She is, like you said, she's so true. She speaks very directly. She doesn't mince her words. She gets right to the point. And so I see why you you know, hold her as a a kind of role model. But I want to go back and ask you, because you said that, I want to know what that huge universal brick that was thrown at you was that convinced you to pursue your coaching path. I've spent the good part of my life um, in this coaching role. You know, I'm, I'm the, the oldest 
of three siblings and I was the bossy one and I was the one that was always right. And I always knew better. (laughs) I also knew at a very young age that, um, I was wise beyond my years. And Mm -hmm. I had this internal knowledge that was just waiting to come out and be shared with, with everyone. And I just didn't know how that was supposed to happen. So I inadvertently was coaching everyone in my world and counseling and giving advice. And and it just came second nature to me. It was just my world. And I lived and breathed it. And I went through a big change, um, through divorce and, Mm -hmm. and trying to find myself again. And, and was like, I just need to find what my purpose is. I need to find my goal, my purpose, something that I can work towards every single day to better myself and better the world that I live in. And I literally was sitting on my couch and I felt this, this air rush out of me. Wow. And I, I stopped and I was like, Whoa, what is that? And the first thing that popped into my brain was coaching. Mm. So you have such a seeking mind and you basically pulled it out of yourself by your seeking spirit. I did. I did. That's really cool. Let's talk about what wellness means. You mentioned it's more than just diet and exercise. It's a full mind, body and spirit connection and then and nurturing the balance of all three. And I know you've been practicing Tai Chi for over 10 years and have been a volunteer instructor for the past five years. And you point to your Tai Chi practice for your balance of body, mind, and spirit, and the opportunity to practice within yourself while giving back. You mentioned, quote, mindset is key to all success, end quote. So I want to know, how does your Tai Chi practice relate to your mindset? And what can those who don't practice Tai Chi, other than maybe, hello, explore a class for themselves, (laughs) what can those who don't practice Tai Chi do to achieve a similar mind, body, spirit, wellness goal? And how does that relate to your mindset? Sure. Um, well, as far as Tai Chi is related to mindset, um, I spent, as you mentioned, 10 years seeking yet again. Um, I was craving the, 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 the balance within my body. Mm. And in order to achieve that through Tai Chi, you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. Um, That's it's a, big a totally... Yes, it's a totally different way of learning because in the in our western culture we think of things very linear, linearly and the eastern mindset is not like that right. and you're you have to adapt to moving your body up down back forth side side all same time. Mm. And that is so scary to embrace for most people because it's a, it's unknown, it's uncomfortable, it's unfamiliar, and it's really stepping out of the comfort zone and trusting the process, trusting that your body will carry you and know what to do. Mm. And then you add on top of that, you literally cannot be thinking about anything else except for what you uh, are doing. In the it's moment. A moving, yeah. Yes. It's a moving meditation. So you couple that with body, mind, and spirit while working on the exterior body from the inside out. Mm. So it becomes an internal practice where you're building fascia and, and elasticity and bone density and 
and your organs start to move around and massage each other. And then all of a sudden it comes, you know, out through your muscles and everything is loose and, and, and moving freely and your balance is improving. So it all just kind of encompasses mm -hmm. everything. And that's interesting because a uh, little personal tidbit, I lived in Japan for almost five years, years ago. Um, and I was teaching English while putting together my original musical theater CD. And while I was there as a foreigner, I didn't know any Japanese when I went there. So I had to learn on the fly, <laughs> learn how to find the bathroom and the food. That's, that's the most important yeah. thing. And yes. I did, I taught myself Tai Chi through videos. While I was there, I would do Tai Chi every morning and in and at my lunch break. And it really, of course, I didn't know all this information that you just, you know, went through and that you've practiced and probably know so much more in terms of helping us understand the impact of Tai Chi itself. But for me, that practice of Tai Chi was so good for, you know, taking away the stress of my culture gap and quieting my anxiety of, uh, you know, living as a foreigner, a woman in a very oppressive kind of chauvinistic, hierarchical, feudal, you know, society and learning how to navigate my way without knowing the language. All this stress was happening. And of course, I had challenges with relationships too. So that, you know, cultural gaps. So the Tai Chi for me, you know, not even knowing what I was doing, it really, I just literally memorized the movements and the workout itself that I learned through, uh, I can, I don't even remember what the video was at this point, but I had that whole sequence completely memorized as my Tai Chi workout. And it really did. I mean, if I hadn't done that, plus I'm, I'm a Buddhist, so I, I practice Buddhism and that helped a lot too. But, but if I yeah. hadn't done the Tai Chi, the physical thing and the whole, the fact that it was a meditative absolutely in the moment being present type of activity, I would have been so much more freaked out like, without yeah. that. Yeah. So how do you think it relates to mindset? Well, because you have to quiet your mind. You, you, you yeah, have to yeah. really, and, and within that you start to create awareness and yes, exactly. yeah. awareness is a key factor in mindset work. And if you don't quiet your mind, you can't pay attention. Mm-hmm. You can't be aware. You can't, and you can't grow from that. So in the awareness part of it is being aware of your body as far as Tai Chi is concerned right. and, and, and what is happening with your body and, and recognizing that, you know, as an instructor, I'm always asking my class several times during a, a class, how does that feel? And it's a rhetorical question for some, but for some they want to share, but it's just a tool that we use to get people to pay attention to what's going on. I love this. I also do yoga and it is so important that, you know, we are, we are in such a fast paced society that we often forget to breathe and we forget how, how it feels to breathe and how it feels having breath going in and out of our bodies. It's like the simplest things, but so yeah. I, I can see why you would say that Tai Chi as you say, you have to quiet your mind and you have to become aware and you can't do that unless you're really focusing in that particular moment. And Tai Chi is so different too. It's, it's, as you, I've never heard it described like you just described it moving in so many different directions, kind of simultaneously and learning yeah. to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, which is a really interesting topic, not just related to Tai Chi, but mm -hmm. that that's something I want to delve into later being comfortable with 
being uncomfortable. That's a big theme. Well, we'll come back to that. <laughs> I want to want to move to. I know that you have some um, some big accomplishments that fill you with pride and gratitude, and one of them is raising your stepson and quote watching him grow into the amazing man he is today end quote, and also launching your practice, staying committed to quote one of my biggest dreams while experiencing the growth and success of my clients end quote. First, I want to say. Congratulations on both of those achievements, like Thank raising you. a human being, a human being and launching a business based on your ability to use your experiences as a basis to help others overcome challenges are both powerful victories based on your journey. What advice would you give those in the midst of raising a human being or caring for an aging parent based on what you've experienced? Um, the biggest advice I could give is practicing kindness and love within yourself. Oh, so good. We, I'm, make, I'm making posters in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> we, especially as women, um, just because it, it's ingrained in us as the caretakers, as the, you know, as yeah. the, the, the women leaders of our families and, and who we are in our households mm -hmm. tend to put aside our own needs and our own, um, self-care and self-love for those right. of, for that of the others um, right. around right. us. Right. And, you know, caring for, for an aging parent at home is, is got its own set of challenges um, as well as raising a child. That's not biologically your own, yes. but you accept them and you raise them as your own. So very similar challenges in my mind, but very different situations. Right. And so the main core of that, I would always say, go back to your self-love, go back to your self-care, because if you don't take care of yourself first, you are no good to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And we hear this and we know it with our brains. And yet we still have that habit of putting ourselves last. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, we are just so important. Let's do this. <laughs> we really are. Because if you think about the impact of women, like you just said, we're the caretakers, and we're the leaders in our families and communities and in within society. And we are so good at nurturing and nourishing others. But I love what you're saying that, you know, the advice is, Practice kindness and love within yourself. You, you you have to nourish nourish yourself so you have enough to give other people. Otherwise, you run into negative things like resentment and burnout. You're listening to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Lee Hodgins. If you love this content, please join my mail list at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. That's yourcreativechord.com. C-H-O-R-D, yourcreativecord.com forward slash get inspired here. No spaces in between anything. Back to the interview. I asked you earlier what your philosophy was motivating what you do. And you said it's your view that, quote, we're all made for something more and our past should not define who we choose to be. And awareness and taking action are the only way to move forward end quote. What tools, uh, first of all, I love that. Uh, again, I want to make bumper stickers and posters out of these <laughs> statements <laughs> that you just made. They're really, really so positive and, and, and very um, mood shifting. It's very powerful. Yeah. What tools or strategies can you share with your creative cord or team YCC to keep forward momentum when life becomes overwhelming and stressful? What tools or strategies can we use? 
The biggest key right away is I always go back to awareness and it's a big key um, factor that when you're talking about mindset again, um, your mindset is going to dictate how and how well you deal with things and how well you handle things and creating that awareness um, is key because without the awareness, you can't make the changes. You can't know what the next step is. You can't know where you're headed. You're, you, you end up spinning. And I just recently did a talk about anxiety and how that comes into play. And I think that, um, being able to keep moving forward and focusing on that awareness and staying present is essential in all of that. So, um, it's, it's the same things, the same recommendations that I use for, um, for my own self, you know, there is keeping your focus, you know, you, you know, time blocking, making sure that you have, um, a calendar system going for you so that you can stay on track of things. So, because when we start to spin, we lose track of our, our, our to-do list, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then we get overwhelmed. And then, um, you know, if, if you're building a build a business or a website, or even just looking for another job and you have to rewrite your resume, um, just keep in mind that it doesn't have to be perfect. Don't get hung up on the perfect. Right. I have, yeah, I have that slogan done is better than perfect and you can always tweak it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and so those, you know, those are the things that I keep in mind to keep me on track when I'm moving, trying to keep moving forward. I love that. We have this kind of perfectionism syndrome with ourselves and we, and actually talked about it earlier with another composer. It's amazing. I'm talking to people all over the world and this same topic comes up among women about perfectionism. <laughs> that's, a, yes. that's interesting. But and somebody was reminding me that and I actually I think it came from Mel Robbins. I now that I've listened to one of her books, she mentioned this story that I had heard uh, months ago, and then again with when I was talking to Dr. Tara Sanderson about some kind of a an, uh, research that had been done about men and women applying for jobs, and I think it was Mel Robbins that that was showing the research and how men apply for, you know, they look at the job description and they think, okay, well, that's a job description, a job requirements that it's okay. If I don't have those, I'm going to go for it. And if, if they feel they have 60% of the job requirements, they're just going to go for the job interview. And women look at that job description and job requirements and they, they say, ah, okay, I'm not ready to apply for that until I'm 100% able to fulfill these job requirements. Like we literally hold ourselves back until we have Every T crossed and every I dotted. <laughs> it's like, yes. yes. <laughs> so your your suggestion is, you know, well, I'm just asked that. How how do you um, approach the idea of perfectionism? And because I think so many women have that as an issue. Well, being a fellow perfectionist myself <laughs> in the club, yeah, I <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult to maneuver sometimes. Um, I have made great strides. First of all, going back to, again, creating the awareness, trying to figure out where that came from. Where did that belief come from? Yes. And doing the work backwards that way and honing in on it and then trying to reframe what that belief is um, and, 
And that comes straight from your, your poster. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. (laughs) And (laughs) I seriously reframed and I went through recently, I just, um, launched, um, a new program, but I just went through an intensive marketing, um, program Mm. that I was terrified to go through because I had a limited amount of time. I had eight weeks to complete it. Yeah. And I had so much work to do and things that I was not comfortable doing that I was unfamiliar with. Right. And I was never going to get it done because I couldn't get it perfect. Mm -hmm. So I finally, it clued in at that moment, another big brick upside my head, (laughs) (laughs) came and visited from nowhere. And I just plowed through it. I just plowed through it. And it was so 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 when you plowed through it, you kind of, basically you you created awareness within yourself of your anxiety about it. And then you realized, okay, hello, I'm getting all stressed out because I think it all has to be perfect. And then you realized that's not human. (laughs) Yes. Just do it. (laughs) Yes. I love that. That's a big lesson. Yeah. And, and a lot of that too, I, I dealt with a lot of vulnerability issues along the way with that too, because you have to be vulnerable to put yourself out there and not be perfect. It's a huge vulnerability gremlin that pops up. So yeah, had to plow through it or else I was going to stay stuck. (laughs) I like what you said. And and that vulnerability is that imposter syndrome that people have, especially when we're doing online businesses or coaching or, you know, something like that, where we're working with the public and working with other people. We, a lot of women have that imposter syndrome thing. So it's a natural part of it. And I like your strategy. You know, you talked about creating the awareness that, that that's really key to breaking through. And then you said, find the root of that belief or whatever the block is. How yes. do you go about, what would you say to people to, just for people that don't know what that means, they've never done this kind of work. How do you find the root of, for example, your perfectionism in a situation that's holding you back? How do you find that root? What do you do? It's very similar to um, what what I taught in my anxiety training. Um, because again, you have to get to the root cause. And it's, it's sitting with yourself. It's, it's taking mm. some deep breaths, thinking about what what it is that's, that's, that's spinning around you, or, you know, in my case, um, the perfectionism, why, why am I feeling this way and start there and then just start asking questions. I love it. Listen to yourself and just sit with yourself and ask questions. You know, I think that's so important. It's so interesting again, people are not, and I'm talking about myself as well, because I'm always going, 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 getting used to sitting with yourself and just being mindful of your own thoughts and breathing. It's a new thing for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so beautiful strategy. I love it. And we'll come back to this at the end of the show. Sure. I will, I will um, definitely put all the links in the show notes for everyone. And, and we're going to go back and talk about where we can find that anxiety presentation. And we'll, we're going to talk about your programs and things too soon. Just, uh, just so you know, we're going to get to that and people listening awesome. know it's going to be right in the show notes. So you don't have to go hunting <laughs> through this podcast for, but, but um, what is the most important thing we can do for ourselves on a regular basis to ensure we maintain the balance of body, mind, and spirit. Self-care, <laughs> self-love, and also um, 
in that practicing gratitude every single day Mm. and affirmation. Those are my two go-tos. This is not rocket science and it's not news, but it's amazing how easily we forget and how many of us don't incorporate these things in our lives and therefore we're miserable about certain things in our lives. So so I want to second the emotion that gratitude daily is a huge, a huge way to break through any kind of suffering. Thanks for listening to your Creative Chord podcast. I'm Jenny Lee Hodgins. I'd like to thank my guest, Transformation Success Coach Tiffany Town, for joining me today for this episode of Your Creative Chord Podcast and for sharing her inspiring story, positivity, and self-care tips. You'll find links and more info about how you can connect with Tiffany Town and all her amazing offerings for your mindset wellness in the show notes below. This is one of two episodes, so check the show notes for the other half of this encouraging interview. And please consider subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review. Even a sentence helps. Share this with a friend. Any effort you make will help me continue bringing empowering content to you and others looking for ways to nurture creativity and inspiration. And if you loved this content, please join my mail list at yourcreativecord.com forward slash get inspired here. Thanks for listening.